didn't give me a chance to finish my hello then. Are you going I straight know. In? I was like all over you. <laughs> Welcome, to another... Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name's Nick. Welcome back. It's the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. It is indeed. We're here twice a week. Twice a week. Uh, on Thursdays, we will delve the bottom of the stream to look for a hidden gem of a movie lurking somewhere on Netflix. But today, Monday, it's news and chat. News and chat day. We'll get you up to speed with what's been happening. Everything you need to know about Netflix and beyond. Yeah. Is right here, right now. It is. But before all that, how have you been? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, I'm all right. Good. Sound normal? Yeah, I think I'm over it mostly now. Your your longest illness ever? It was, wasn't it? It was like a month. It was ridiculous. (laughs) But no, I'm all good now. I'm ready for the summer. Good. Yeah. It's been a bit nicer this week. Drove home without my coat on today. I genuinely thought you were going to say with your top down, <laughs> like like you've got a new car, <laughs> low ride, and yeah, yeah. Or, or or like with your hair in one of those uh, lovely uh, scarves that a that a <laughs> no, I just didn't have my coat on. Lady would would drive their big car in. No, just didn't have my coat on. Yeah, so yeah. I did the opposite. I kind of rushed out of work late, as in I'd stayed too late, and I knew the traffic was going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, just pulled my coat on and got in my car, strapped myself in, got on the road, and I was like, "Ah, too hot." Too hot. Did you pull over? No, it was a it was a jumper. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> that is enough. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> I didn't get that to start with. Maybe I'm not fully back. No, I uh, it, no, I, I um <laughs> didn't know. I just turned the aircon up. <laughs> You're a prick. It's really good for the environment. So good. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. Can't remember where this was going. Got to anything else? Uh, well, we we got together on we Saturday. Did. We did. We saw each other on Saturday socially. Yeah, just it was nice. Had a pleasant evening. A few people, a few friends. Yeah, it was nice. Spent a lot of money on Chinese food. Shot the shit. Shot the shit. Shit chum shit chum shot. <laughs> a lot of money on Chinese food. Too much money on Chinese food. Too well, much Chinese food. I How much did you throw away? Seemed like a lot. Uh, there was at least there was a bag of spring rolls that hadn't even been un really was not even open. Wow. Quite expensive think, as well as spring rolls. There wasn't there wasn't a ton. The only thing there was lots of chips was chips <laughs> because one. I've never seen party, chips served like this. One member of our party ordered salt and chili chips. Yeah, and they were in. They came. We we went to collect it, didn't we? Me and you did. Yeah. And only when we got home and started to unwrap everything, we realised we had a literal plastic bag full of literally chips. a plastic carrier bag with chips in it. Yeah. Not inside anything else, just, just a, a plastic carrier bag of chips. Man, there was a lot. <laughs> you know how much food we had when we had to swap who was carrying it on the way home because it was heavy? <laughs> that doesn't say anything about me and you, I don't think, but it was very heavy. And, I, I and did, the random oh, free gift that we got, we need to oh, probably yeah, mention. Yeah, that was yeah. weird, wasn't it? Yeah, like the the little lady, sort of, <laughs> she, old Chinese lady, yeah. she, she sort of caught her eye, didn't she, over the counter? Yeah. And she was like, because it was quite a big order. Free she used to look so proud. She's like, she did. I'm just uh, gratis. <laughs> I'm giving you uh, two bottles of soy sauce. Two free full bottles of soy but sauce. That's the way she looked at us and went, one light, one dark. Yeah, one of each. That <laughs> <laughs> was the most confusing thing that's happened to me in a very long time. I don't know what we were supposed to do with it. What, if we were just having it as a present I'd, so I'd we could start cooking our own Chinese yeah, food? Exactly. Stop hassling her and cook your own. <laughs> it was funny. I've got one in my cupboard, you've got one in yours. Yeah. Everybody loves soy sauce. Sure. And I picked the one that I had run out of. Oh, amazing. So that was good. I, I didn't know which one I'd run out of. Picked the right one. Oh, well, there you go. Bonus yeah, soy sauce. Absolute bonus. Absolute. Uh, no, I didn't think it was expensive once it split between that many people. No, there was a lot of food there. But yeah, it was... But it was... It was yeah, it was good. Don't order when you're hungry. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good night, though. It was the first time I'd seen your kids and wife for a long time. Nice, nice to see them. Um, Anyway... Anyway, back to the, the subject in hand. Business. Uh, Shall we do some Netflix news? Yes, and very different to last week because I think last week there was not, there was a lot of news, but there wasn't much specific Netflix news. No, there wasn't. Uh, well, it's the other way around this week uh, because it's all been kicking off. It's all gone Netflix. Netflix. Netflix land. And I think we will start with the, uh, shall we say, not quite as successful uh, as the first live streaming event which was netflix's chris rock stand-up special yeah 
uh, was uh, this weekend's Love is Blind live reunion. Shall we use the word shambles? <laughs> I think Netflix may have used that themselves. So, oh, yeah, they? I think that's <laughs> fine. Uh, uh, technical difficulties would yeah. be the polite way to put what happened on on Sunday evening. Yeah, it didn't go well, did it? Uh, so, the yeah, the live stream of the Love is Blind reunion was hosted from Los Angeles. Uh, well, it was the middle of the night, our time. Yeah. So I, I wasn't staying up for it. Nor have I, I've never seen a minute of... Nor have I. Fine, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, so, yeah, apparently Netflix subscribers joined a waiting room 10 minutes before the show's start time. Yep. Uh, and they're still there over an hour later. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to start airing at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, didn't start until 6.16 uh, and then it still didn't start for everyone. Yeah, it didn't In really fact, go well, did it? By far, the mi- the mi- minority of people did get to see something at that time. Uh, and Netflix um, ended up basically uh, apologising, saying, so to everyone who stayed up late, woke up early, gave up their Sunday afternoon, we are incredibly sorry that the Love is Blind live reunion did not turn out as we had planned we are filming it as we speak and we will have it on netflix as soon as humanly possible thank you and sorry so when they say filming it as we speak so did it just not happen at all and then they just filmed it and they're going to put it out later on or yeah, i so assumed it had started at some point yes for some people but a lot of people still didn't couldn't didn't ever see any of it right but i'm not clear on uh, whether it's it stopped for those people and then they just cut cut the feed and recorded it but and then um, they're, now they're just going to do a no, it was back. It was so they recorded it. It was up the next day. So. Oh, so it did work in the yeah. end. Okay. Um, well, they they released the recorded yeah, show. Yeah. So never went out live. Yeah. Uh, wow. Not good. the f- The first one didn't go without a hitch, but it was much better, much better than that one. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is. We've always said, why don't Netflix do more live stuff? This is maybe <laughs> why they don't know how to do it. But you do still. I mean, you see, I don't know, maybe even on live sports, still stuff still cuts out occasionally. Yeah, occasionally, yeah. You, yeah. you just never know what's going to happen. You never, you never know what's going to happen with live TV. And I'm sure they've done plenty of tests, you know, with their own in their own yeah, facilities, yeah, not literally broadcast across. Uh, well, these things are just service. tests. These, these, these. Yeah. This, this is just. I a... mean, you you can 100 percent see why a Love Is Blind studio reunion is the kind of thing you'd choose to trial it on. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it doesn't really matter. If fans of those shows on, don't really matter, do they? But it's put Netflix in the headlines. Yeah, but these are all just tests of proof of concept to see if they can do it. There's, yeah. there's a bigger picture here that they're working towards. And if you iron out on things that are shit, then when the good stuff starts playing, we'll be good. Everyone's yeah. going to be happy. Next. I mean, the other big Netflix news of the week is uh, that, I mean, this was a double surprise to me because I didn't know they still did it. Uh, <laughs> I think we've briefly mentioned it on the show a while, a long while ago. It's that Netflix have confirmed that from September, they will no longer be renting actual DVDs (laughs) and sending them out in the post. That's Um, end of an era. That's how Netflix started. That's their bread and butter. Which which they have still been doing in the States. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Uh, It was shipped out its last DVD on September the 29th, 2023. Wow, um, they should just let the people keep them. If they, yeah, they, if you've got them at the end, what are they going to do them? with them? Yeah, at exactly, the end. what are we going to do with them anyway? Uh, the statement says, after an, after an incredible twenty-five year run, we have made the difficult decision to wind down at the end of September. Our goal has always been to provide the best service for our members, but as the DVD business continues to shrink, that's going to become increasingly difficult. Making twenty twenty-three our final season allows us to maintain our quality of service through the last day and go out on a high note. I can't believe it. Netflix get all this stick for cancelling shows and now they're <laughs> cancelling DVDs. Cancelling themselves. They've even called it a final season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, related to this. Yeah. Would you like to know what the most rented DVD of all time is for oh, Netflix? I actually would, yeah. Yeah. Can I have a guess? You can by... Oh, okay. pretty confident <laughs> you're not going to get it. Is it? It's a film, I assume. It is a film, yeah. Because they do TV shows and stuff as well. Um, Mars Attacks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, fine. Fine guess. Oh, you said I wouldn't get it, so yeah. I thought I'd go as random as I could think. Uh, it's The Blind Side. What's that? Uh, it was the Sandra Bullock. 
Oh, Oscar, she won an yeah, Oscar. Yeah, she did. It. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. So I did manage to find a list of the fifty most rented DVDs of all time. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, website, which I'm not even going to give credit to, didn't put it or wasn't given it by Netflix in order. Apart, they had the top one. Yeah. And then they just listed them alphabetically in the sort. You can see the full list later down. <laughs> I was like, what? I know the top 10. I could make a game out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Don't even give them credit. <laughs> End of an era for Netflix, but uh, nobody knew they did it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, it's very much been, you can tell it has been the sort of quarter one reporting yeah. week for Netflix Yeah. Uh, this week because there's been a slew of news associated with that. You know, the, the DVD news, chief amongst it. But uh, Netflix has also mentioned... Uh, that you are st- they are still cracking ahead you like that with their <laughs> uh, password sharing crackdown uh, and that is now expected uh, to be enforced in the United States by the end of July okay not long then which is obviously clearly their uh, their biggest um, biggest market no specific details on a load of other countries uh other than that you know the tightening of the rules uh will be coming ideally this quarter that's their that's their aim i read some i was on a subreddit i was on the netflix subreddit the other day as you do yeah and there was a load of canadians on there talking about how they're still doing it okay and it's been in there it's been in canada now for a couple of months yeah and some most of the people on there were saying they hadn't even Change, they haven't changed anything about what they did. Oh, really? They've literally so not just, done anything. Yeah, they've not done anything and nothing's changed. So, I think, like I've said it from the beginning, I think it's just Netflix saying they're going to do it, but I don't think they're actually, actually doing anything. Wow. I can't, I, I'm very interested to mm. find out. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Netflix added uh, 1.75 million subscribers in quarter one of 2023. What about all these people who were going to cancel because of the Netflix password sharing crackdown? <laughs> what happened to those people? So yeah, 1.75 million worldwide. Mm. Uh, their total number of su- subscribers is now 232.5 million. So that's a 4.9% growth from the last three months. Yeah, they're doing all right, aren't they? 2020. I thought they were going to go out of business by the end of the year, but I think they'll be all right. Uh, yeah, so not, not a bad... Uh, not a bad first quarter. Um, the statement with the results said, uh, we learn more with each rollout uh, of our password sharing scheme uh, and we've incorporated it into the latest learnings, which we think will lead to better results. To implement these changes, we have shifted out the timing of the broad launch from late quarter one into quarter two, uh, but we are planning on a broad rollout, ro- a rollout. Broad <laughs> rollout including in the US, uh, in quarter two. Okay. Um, we'll see. Yeah. What's next? Next uh, is an update on ad-supported Netflix. Yep. Who are, which, do you support this? Uh, <laughs> I did. And that is the fact that for no extra money, yep. uh, if you are on a, a Netflix plan with adverts, then you will soon be getting uh, an uptick in resolution. Uh, you will be able to watch in 1080p yep. up from 720. And you will also get two concurrent Netflix streams Wow! instead of one. I, I think the uptick from 720 to 1080 was always going to happen. Yeah. 720 is just it's dead. It's dead. <laughs> you can't watch anything in 7. Nobody even films anything in that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, you get having yeah, two, two two devices strangers. instead of one. That's not bad. Yeah, it's kind of anti what they've been trying to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so. it is a slightly mixed message. Maybe. Yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, again, there's a statement. Uh, Netflix have said we believe these enhancements will make our offering even more attractive to a broader set of consumers and further strengthen engagement for existing and new subscribers to our ads plan. It it certainly makes it more appealing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. They will get more people now. Because there's not many houses with just one TV or one device. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. If you're prepared to put it with some ads, Netflix is actually a bargain. Should we talk about some actual movies? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, 
Uh, we've had the first look this week at uh, a movie which we've definitely talked about before. Uh, and partly because uh, Tom Hardy's in it. He's okay. a pretty big deal. He is a big uh, deal. He's directed by uh, Gareth Evans. He's a pretty big, big deal. deal. Really big uh, deal. And he was also the director of Apostle, which is a former winner of uh, a stream table on our show. Uh, and it's the most expensive movie ever to be filmed in Wales. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Uh, not quite got a trailer yet, but there is lots of publicity shots of Tom Hardy uh, covered in blood <laughs> in a stab vest. Nice. That's what we like. Uh, plenty of that. Those, if that floats your boat. Which, it does not uh, look very happy in that picture. Does. Um, no. and He does look angry, though. He looks, like, sad. It's a lot of blood. Um, the cast for this. Yes, it's insane. It's brilliant. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Great guy. Uh, Jesse Maylee. Yep. Uh, from Shadow and Bone. Oscar winning Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Justin Cornwell. Louis Guzman. He's in everything. He's great. Uh, yeah. That's just a view. Um, this Exciting. has got to be good. This has got to be good, hasn't it? How is Ryan Reynolds not in the most expensive film ever filmed in Wales? <laughs> Surely he's pissed off by that. Clearly he's going to come and uh, beat this record. Yeah, his next film will just beat it. Yeah. Uh, that's the arty shot. That's that's Tom Hardy uh, still covered in blood, but it's in black and white. So Again, he looks tell. sad. He doesn't look angry. He looks sad, bless him. Then he looks confused. <laughs> uh, Havoc will premiere on Netflix this year. A precise release date has still not been uh, communicated. Excellent. We'll look forward to that and we'll keep you informed if we have any more news on it. As uh, we always do. Another Netflix project which we have spoken about before. This feels like a long time ago, literally at announcement and when it was cast. Now has a trailer. You can go and find the trailer for a new limited series. Uh, All the Light We Cannot See. Great title. Uh, directed by the busy one of the busiest men in Hollywood, <laughs> Sean Levy. Very busy guy. Uh, he's recently done Free Guy, The Adam Project. He did that for Netflix. Talking uh, of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, he's got Deadpool 3 next up. Uh, and he's also an executive producer and a regular director on Stranger Things. Wow. Uh, he is has adapted and is directing all four episodes of All the Light We Cannot See, which is an adaptation of a Pulitzer Prize winning war novel. Ooh. This stars Mark Ruffalo yep. uh, and Hugh Laurie. Oh, wow. Uh, the series is set across World War Two. primarily focuses on uh, a young girl, a teenager, seeking refuge in her uncle's house uh, and a German youngster drawn into the army after being accepted into a military school for, for his radio technology skills. Mark Ruffalo praised the, the girl's father uh, with Hugh Laurie as her great uncle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go and check it out. 2nd of November, that one arrives. You can't beat a World War Two miniseries. I mean, that is awards-centric. Yep. <laughs> that really sort is. of timing, you would have thought. It uh, really is. The size of that crow in my yeah, garden. It's huge. Much. Oh, my God. That's like eating all it's the other to get I still sort of always... I don't know he's been like a massive Hollywood star for ages, and he was, you know, house was like for 10 years. Yeah. But I still kind of see Hugh Laurie and go... How did you become a? You're, yeah, you're, movie the, you're star. just that comedian who used yeah. to work with Stephen Fry. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, sketch, I feel sketch, exactly sketch the same. Show guy. A bit of Fry and Laurie. Yeah. Or Blackadder. Yeah, exactly. That guy, but yeah, he's like a Hollywood superstar. Oh, he's my problem. But it's interesting. Oh, yeah, it's you just, thought about you. No, think I think the same thing. He's just. I suppose it's what you grow. Up, we grew up with Hugh Laurie doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, I guess that's so. What you think of now? Yeah. It'd be like if Timmy Mallet suddenly had a Hollywood career. <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> Me too. That's a very niche reference. <laughs> I'll tell you something we haven't spoken about for a while. Who's that? Netflix getting sued by someone from a crime, uh, real real crime <laughs> drama. They they get sued all the time. <laughs> uh, man is suing Netflix for $1 million. Okay. After his photo was used in the true crime documentary, The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. I watched that. It was great. If you've not seen that, go and watch it. It's really good. Who's um, this guy? 27-year-old Taylor Hazelwood 
is claiming the streaming giant Netflix depicted him in a sinister and defamatory light after using a photo of him posing with a hatchet in the film. His photo appears alongside several other men, while a narrator asks, Is this a guardian angel or a stone-cold killer? (laughs) Uh, Hazelwood stresses he is not connected to the murder in any way. Uh, He filed his lawsuit in Dallas and said... He has received a flurry of messages from friends and family shortly after the documentary uh, was available on Netflix. One friend asked him, what's happening here? (laughs) Another said, something happens, something not so chill happens in this documentary. Your picture shows up after he's charged with murder and it's just bad vibes. Another (laughs) friend said, bro, WTF, are you in that? (laughs) <laughs> just, just pick random pictures of people holding hatchets. <laughs> Maybe it's just like... That does seem bad. I mean, yeah. People <laughs> hold hatchets without murdering people all <laughs> yeah, the time. Exactly. Maybe it's just... I think you might have a case here, if that's the case. Uh, the lawsuit states, Hazelwood is, of course, beyond angry that Netflix would implicate and connect him to such a salacious and infamous story and individual. Hazelwood's reputation has clearly been tarnished. There are many acquaintances who will see Hazelwood's photograph in the film and will assume the worst without contacting him to get to the truth. The use causes Hazelwood a constant fear of losing future employment or relationships because of people believing he is dangerous or untrustworthy. To be honest, I've seen that documentary and I I do remember that sequence. And I just assume they were all like friends of Kai's. Yeah. Or, or like not people just like knew, library but, footage of yeah, people. Yeah, not just like random people holding axes. They, they might, they, maybe they just pulled the photos from like Facebook profiles or something. Is that what it is? Looks it looks like, like it. Or yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Looks yeah like it was like a like social media montage. Yeah. Well, clearly, they've not signed like an image rise. No. I think they might, might lose that one. That's pretty bad. Well, you imagine, like, you should, yeah, you suddenly got your friends it. or your boss just, to support yeah. that. Imagine yeah. if you're just watching a Netflix documentary and your picture comes up <laughs> after somebody's been murdered. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on his side for that one. Can't St- do that, Netflix. Stick it's it, silly. Stick it to the man. <laughs> next. Uh, next is uh, some news that, in the sort of news that I can't believe this hasn't already happened. I was just news. thinking exactly the same thing. Is, is the confirmation that a documentary is coming to Disney Plus this summer. Uh, it's a Stan Lee documentary. Well, how, why has this never been a thing before? I don't know. It, it feels like, you know, this... this <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should have happened way before now. It will be directed, or it is directed, by David Gelb. And the documentary chronicles Stan Lee's fascinating life and his time with Marvel. Uh, obviously co-creator of, well, pretty much all the Marvels. Yeah, all um, of them. <laughs> no trailer yet. There is, uh, there is a poster. I'm sure a trailer will be uh, following soon. It will premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, shortly. I think that's De Niro's festival, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think it? it is, yeah. In New York. And then will be available on Disney Plus worldwide from the 16th of June. It's not even that long away. Feels like a long time away, but it's actually less than two months away. It's really not long <laughs> at all. Cool. Uh, yeah, well, I can't believe that's not been a thing before, but I'm actually... Really looking forward to watching that. Uh, the documentary is called Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> wow, somebody's definitely <laughs> gone to marketing school. <laughs> I feel like there's many other titles you could have given them. Possibly, yeah. Next. Uh, okay, yeah. Last piece of news uh, is that Clint Eastwood's still going. 92, that guy. Jeez. Uh He's he's announced his next project. Okay. Um, I've just had a text from your wife. It says, do not buy pizza. Okay, fine. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she couldn't text you. <laughs> I, no, I think I've got it as well. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. Um, yes, Clint Eastwood has announced his next movie. Uh, Jura number two. Yep. Uh, it's about Jura, I would imagine. <laughs> 92, that man is. Uh, it will follow the member of a jury of a murder trial who suspects he may have had some part in the victim's death. Or, in fact, possibly killed them himself. <laughs> you can't be a juror, then. And he's caught in a moral conundrum of whether to use his secret to sway the jury away and protect himself, or turn himself in. Wow. Sounds good. Uh, in talks to play the lead role is Nicholas Holt. Wow. 
with Tony Collette. I've been critical of Nicholas Holt recently, but I actually, I'll, I'll come on to it later, but I've seen him in something this week that I actually quite enjoyed. Okay. And Tony Collette's always great. I'd forgotten about that show that she's got on Amazon. I haven't watched any more of Have that. Have you not? I need to, Power. Yeah, I need to go back to that. Uh, Eastwood is, well, hoping they sign on a dotted line soon because he wants to start filming in June. Of course he does. He needs to get a film in ASAP. Oh, 92. God. <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's insane. Directing a movie is really like a massive thing. It's a real time-consuming <laughs> thing as well. It takes, what, at least a couple of years to make a film. Yeah. Why, why would you not just go and have a lie down? You're 92 and you've got some money behind you. But good on him for keep going. Well, I mean, if he can do it, why would I not do it? Well, yeah, quite, quite. Wow. Good for him. Good for him. We'll uh, look forward to watching that. Anything else for anything else? That's all the news this week. Good news. Well done. Have you seen anything? Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Uh, I've watched a couple of things. What have you watched? A bit random. Okay. I've gone very countryside this week. Oh, right. I watched a movie on... A, I'm fairly confident in saying it was on Amazon. Right. <laughs> and uh, it was... It's called End to End. And it is a documentary about the singer-songwriter George Ezra, in right. which he walks from Land's End to John O'Groats. Did he actually do that? Yeah. With two of his mates. Okay. Uh, we done that. Just after lockdown, as the country was opening back up. And along the way, he visits various musical artists who perform. Nice. Uh, and do you know what? It's really good. Is it really? Yeah. What's it on Disney Plus? Uh, Amazon. Amazon, I sorry. I yeah. was listening. Really really good. Really interesting. I don't know much about George Ezra, so maybe I should check that yeah. out. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, I, I thought he came across really well. Interesting. Gra- the You know, mostly it's like drone footage type yeah, yeah. stuff, but this is a beautiful country. It is a beautiful country. <laughs> From the sky. Yeah, from the sky. Um, and yeah, it was a really good documentary. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, and it's kind of, it's weird also to sort of look back at that time period where, you know, things were just starting to open up. Pubs, clubs. Yeah, yeah. The countryside. <laughs> Coming out of COVID. Yeah, I think and, back uh, on that time. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I would recommend that. It was it was really interesting. Oh, uh, check it out. And then I've also watched, kind of partly from you saying I, I should watch it because I'd like it, even though I don't like the guy, uh, <laughs> Clarkson's Farm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And am I right? It's in. It's a ridiculously entertaining program. It really is, isn't it? With a very well chosen supporting cast of characters. Yes, absolutely. I think they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it's 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 a real slick. Yeah, they you've put it exactly right. Yeah. They it's a very well managed yeah, program. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. He he doesn't get any of his world views out there. He just no. it's literally just let's talk about farms. Yeah. Mm. Um, it seems pretty normal to talk about farms. Really entertaining. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating. It's really and it really highlights the issues that farmers are going through. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what it's And that can only be a positive. Not about. That can only be a positive. Okay. Hmm, cool. All right. I haven't watched a lot this week. I've been watching The Night Agent. Oh, yes. I've done... I'm about halfway through it now, yeah. I think. I think I've done five or six. How are you finding it? I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of 24, only without the, obviously, 24 gimmick. But yeah. it's that sort of style of show and, is, very, yeah. and, and fun. Yeah. But yeah, I think the the two leads are brilliant. The supporting cast... Hong Chow's brilliant in it. Yeah. The supporting cast are great. No, oh, yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. It's, it's silly little crime It's Again, crime it's drama. just... It's slick. It's like... Slick, pulpy... But you want, it's well-made, slick and throwaway, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just an easy, you can see why it's, high quality watch. You can see why it's doing the numbers it's doing on Netflix because there isn't many shows like that about at the minute. So people yeah. have been crying out for a show like this. And I think they've timed think the it well pretty, in terms of very when much they've, so. they've dropped it. Very much so. I think they timed it so well that they probably should have pushed Beef back maybe. Yes. Because bringing them both out at the same time maybe damaged one it was going to damage one of them and i think it maybe damaged beef more than it probably deserved beef has certainly had the critical acclaim yeah but not, not so much of the the numbers yeah but it makes you wonder if they realized that night the night agent was going to do as well as it has possibly so who knows but yeah it's doing really well i've also watched two films okay um i went to well i'll talk, I'll talk about the one i watched here first i watched on sunday night i watched a film on amazon prime 
It's not even on Amazon Prime. It's on Freevee, which oh, is right, the yeah. free streaming service from Amazon yes. Prime. They have adverts in the films and stuff. It's called John and the Hole. Okay. <laughs> have you heard of John and the Hole? I don't think I have. Yeah, no. don't watch it. It's no. not very good. Oh, no. Um, it's about a kid, 13-year-old lad, and he finds a unfinished bunker in the forest behind his house. And then he decides he's just going to put his family in it. Right. What, for fun <laughs> or like killing them? A bit of both. Okay. Um, he, he has a very boring life. doesn't enjoy his life. He's 13, doesn't enjoy his life. So he's want to spice up his life a little bit. He thinks, oh, I'm just going to put my family in this hole. Right. Um, and then he does. And then it's it's Michael C. Hall. Yeah. He's his dad. Okay. Um, and they're just in this hole for the rest of this film. Right. And he feeds them occasionally. Sometimes he forgets. Uh, he'll get his friends around to play on these Xbox and things. Um, but then, halfway through the film, you have a crash cut to another family, yeah. which is a mother and a daughter. And the do- mother's like, uh, do you want a bedtime story to this little girl? She's probably six or seven. Sure. And she's like, you can have one of two. You can have George and the spider or John and the hole. Right. And then that scene cuts away. You don't see those people again for another half an hour. And then you see that those two people come on later on. Nothing's happening in the meantime, by the way. They're just in this hole. Okay. They're just talking about being in the hole. And John's just living his life with them in the hole. Then these people come back on and the mother's like, right, I'm, I'm leaving you now. You're going to have to look after yourself for the rest of your life. This <laughs> girl's like 10 or ten or 11. Okay. Um, then you never see them again. And then John lets his... I'm, I'm going to spoil this whole thing. No, it's fine. Just, it's just fine. put it out there. If you, if you do want to watch it, it, just skip ahead a couple of seconds. John then lets his family out of the hole and they go back to living their normal life. Right. As if nothing had ever happened. They're just sitting around the dinner table eating their dinner. Uh, and then this little girl, you see her walking through this forest and she sees this hole and then the film ends. What? <laughs> I watched, that I think, two or three videos on YouTube, which is John and the Hole Explained, and I still don't understand it. Um, but the... the the story seems to be that this little girl was being told the story of John in the Hole and her, her being told the story was a scene in the film and then her mum just left her. Right. It's fucking unbelievable, And then man. she managed to work out where the hole was. She, yeah, somehow she knew where the hole was. Or, the hole, or John had never existed and she lived in the house. Cause Sounds like balls. It was hot garbage. Is that a recent film? Uh, 2020, I think. Pretty uh, recent. Well, how did you... Come across John and I. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. The title title grabbed me. I, mean, I can see why. <laughs> the title's good. The yeah. poster's good. It's got Michael C. Hall in it. Can't yeah. be that bad. And I was like, I'll give this a try. I, I, I just cannot believe it how bad it weird. is. It's weird and it's terrible. Just pointless. Pointless. Pretentious garbage <laughs> is what it is. And then I went to the cinema to watch something that's the opposite to pretentious okay. garbage. I went to watch Renfield. Oh, okay. I love the trailer. The trailer's great. The, the film's movie? great, to be fair. Okay. Um, Nicolas Cage plays Dracula in this film. In this film that was being dubbed, we joked about it on here a week, a few weeks ago. That he, the director said it's a direct sequel to the nineteen thirty-one movie, yeah. and we said you can't do that. It turns out you can do that, and he does do that, and he actually does it quite well. Okay. Um, he, I don't, I'm not going to give any spoilers to this, um, but there are sequences in the film that tie and tie them both together. Okay. Um, the film's great. It's just it's high energy. Is it a comedy? It's a dark comedy. Okay. Yeah. It's high energy action movie. There's lots of people's arms getting ripped off sure. and then used as weapons. And the the fight scenes are really good. Um, Aquafina's in it as well. She's awesome. She's always good. She's always good. She's always Nicholas Holt's the main guy in it. He plays Renfield. I've I've in the past called Nicholas Holt a, a Holt a charisma vacuum because I just don't think he's got a lot going for him. But the character of Renfield doesn't have any charisma anyway, so it works quite nicely. But Nicolas Cage's performance in this movie is too good for this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently, oh. Cage, as all the way through his career, said there's three roles that he always wanted to play. Yeah. One was Captain Nemo. One was Dracula. And I cannot remember for the life of <laughs> me what the third one was. But this, if this is his Dracula that he's always wanted to play, mm. he does it perfectly. Amazing. But he does it too well for this movie. It's a shame that he's that performance. He's took the time. first Dracula offer. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but... Honestly, it's just fun. It's a bucket load of fun. Just go and check it out. It's if Nicolas Cage is back, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh no! In way. a big way, the stuff that he's picking at the minute, he knows exactly what he's doing, yeah. and he is back, and it is great to see. Excellent. That's two Nicolas Cage films. In the last two Nicolas Cage films, both had cinema releases, and that's been a long time since that's happened. <laughs> oh well, that says it all, doesn't it? Exactly. You know, you, you, the guy has just ended up through pure force of charisma back, back on a big screen. Be. Yeah, exactly. 
don't be surprised if Nicolas Cage has got an Oscar nomination in the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he does play... He is playing Nicolas Cage as Dracula. He's not playing Dracula. Yeah. He's, he knows exactly what he's doing. And this is like... He's got all his mannerisms and all his character foibles. Yeah. As if Nicolas Cage got turned into a vampire. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what this performance is. And it's wonderful. But yeah, all three of them are great. Um, Aquafina, Nicholas Holt and him are all really good in it. Awesome. I very much enjoyed it. Nice. How are we doing for time? Do you want to do a Netflix top 10? Yeah, we've not done that for ages. We've not done that for ages and ages. Um, right, top 10 films in the English language currently on Netflix. Uh, number 10 is Dr. Seuss, The Lorax. Okay. I assume that's just appeared onto Netflix. Yeah. For a while. It's, it's a years old movie. Yes. Number nine, Murder Mystery. The original. Fourth okay. week in the chart. That's because Murder Mystery 2's come out, I would imagine. Matilda's at number eight. Okay. Home is at number seven. The Last Stand is at number six. Is that a, a Schwarzenegger movie from... I've seen The Last Stand. It's fun. A while ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, a, another bit of news was that the trailer for Schwarzenegger's first ever TV show dropped this week. Oh, really? Uh, I think he was coming, doing one. Coming to Netflix. No, the trailer yeah. dropped. So, uh, I think it's called Fubar. Fubar? Yeah. Good name. Must be a drinking game. Uh, Russell Crowe's Noah is at number five. I feel like this is, this is a bit of a rough movie selection, I've got to be honest with you. It's not a good top ten, is it? Uh, number four, Trolls World Tour. Okay. Number three, Murder Mystery 2. Sure. Which is obviously just... Have you seen that? Yes. Oh, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Uh, number two is Chupa. Have you seen this yet? I've seen the trailer. It's the return of Christian Slater. It is, yeah. The um, Chupacabra, like, isn't The cute it? Chupacabra film. Yeah. Kids film. The kids not watched it? Just let the kids watch it. Okay, fine. All <laughs> right, tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, number one, I think everybody predicted this. Seven Kings Must Die is at number one. It is the ending of the story of The Last Kingdom, I think. Yeah. The so last... this, is the, this this ties the series up. I think it? so, as a, yeah. As a TV, I, I, as a movie. I think so, yes. Yeah. Last Kingdom was obviously a TV series. Uh, Seven Kings Must Die has gone into the number one spot. 35.5 million hours watched this week. Yep. Quite a lot of hours, that. TV shows? Let's... Do it. TV shows in the English language. Uh, number 10, Wednesday, season one in the 19th week in the chart. I mean, I can't recall something doing 19 weeks. I don't even know if Squid Game did 19 weeks. No, I don't think so. This uh, website isn't even geared up for it. It's gone onto a second. The notches <laughs> have gone onto a second line. <laughs> and it's still done. Nearly million 11 million hours. People are still watching this show. It's crazy. Uh, number nine, Shadow and Bone season two, fifth week in the charts. Still doing well. It's not doing as well as people thought it would, I don't think. I think okay. it's dropping quicker than people are expecting. I, I read a few think people this week expecting a cancellation on Shadow and Bone. But we'll uh, we'll see if that does get one. We will let you know. Number eight, Designated Survivor season one. That's the Kiefer Sutherland show. It's a really good show, Designated Survivor. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, number seven, Transatlantic has a limited series. Any idea what that is? Yeah, it's like a period uh, comedy drama thing. It's got Gillian Jacobs in it. Oh, okay. Cool. Other people. Number six, American Manhunt, the Boston Marathon bombing. I've seen the trailer for this as well. Yeah, uh, I might again, check this out. I do like a Netflix true crime story. Netflix true crime. Yeah, they do well, don't Template. they? Template. Number five, Florida Man. Seen any Florida Man yet? No, I'm not familiar with Florida Man. It's a sitcom it about a man in Florida. You know, there's like the Florida Man memes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically yeah. that, I think. Um, I nearly watched it the other day, but I don't think it's my sort of thing. Uh, number four is Obsession, the yeah. show everybody's talking about. Netflix's most favourite word, I think. Was this because a guy does something weird with a pillow? Yeah, I think so. It's been on Gogglebox a few more. weeks in a row. Okay. Netflix love the word Obsession. There's so If you search for Obsession on Netflix, there's so many stuff, really? so many things on there. We've done a film called Secret Obsession on the show. Just think how many words there are in the English language yeah. you can use and other languages. Yeah. Don't just don't just use the yeah. same one. Uh, Love is Blind season four is at number three. Okay. Number two is Beef. I think the number two and number one are, are obvious here. I just say, even just on that thumbnail we're looking at, yeah. I know this is an audio medium, <laughs> but that thumbnail is just beautiful. It really the, is. The, and we, I don't think we mentioned when we were praising Beef uh, last week is like the artwork in the title card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. How how well the whole show's beautiful. Jay, the guy, how well it's shot. The guy who does all the artwork is the guy who plays uh, Danny's cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, there you go. 
Cool. Yeah, the, the whole show's beautiful. It's great from start to finish. Uh, 70.3 million viewing hours this week. That's pretty good. And obviously, number one is the Night Agent, the aforementioned Night Agent. 90.4 million viewing hours this week. I believe it's now crept into the top 10 of all time. Uh, more than crept in, it's at number six. Yeah. Six of all time. Uh, that's you... that's really that's that's a really good performance. Yeah, it really nobody was expecting that. It's, People might have thought it'd do well, but nobody expected it to do. It's it's as above well as Stranger it. Things series three. Yeah. And it's not in the grand scheme of things, a million miles behind Bridgerton season I one. I don't think it's done its first twenty eight days yet either. I think it's still going. If, yeah. if I'm if I'm right. I think it might be just about, or maybe it's just finished it. Yeah, but to get ninety million in your fourth week is is pretty impressive. Yeah, six six most viewed of all time in its first twenty eight days. Yeah. Beats Stranger Things season three is not that down one. Lucifer season five, The Witcher season one, and L- L- Inventing Anna. It's not down into tenth. It's knocked something out of the top ten, but we don't know what. Mad, madness. People are just watch anything. <laughs> no, it's, it's a great show. It's a really good show. I really enjoyed it. Right. Anything else or anything else? We should probably do a real talk. You want to do that? Let's do our real talk. Let's do our real talk. Uh, and our real talk for this week? This week, the subject in real talk was... What, well, I think we phrased it as what movie scared you most as a kid. Yes. But I think for me, I was more thinking about scenes. Okay. But... With it, yeah. So let's, yeah, let's so get within into it. See, yeah. What what sort of still sticks in your mind as something you make? I don't know. Maybe you watched it a bit too young, or um, you know, you're just a weirdo and something random stuck in you, stuck with you as something creepy. Okay. Uh, first response we had in the Discord was from Ross Cook. Uh, he has he says I have a core memory uh, of seeing the scene in Nightmare on Elm Street when uh, Fred is. Freddy Krueger's long arms come for you. Oh, yeah, that is creepy. It says, I think I saw it when I was about eight. So That's too young to be watching A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Why are people letting eight-year-olds watch Nightmare on Elm Street? That's too young. That's way too young. That is, uh, imagine if your kids sat and watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. One uh, of them's older than that. He also says, the It miniseries scared the piss out of me at a similar age. I think a lot of people in that sort of age range would say that. Uh, Wayne in the Discord says, Child's Play, I saw five minutes of Chucky and I've been terrified ever since. I hate it. I was so surprised by that answer. I'm amazed that Wayne has seen Child's Play. I don't... Yeah, I would have seen... I would have seen it probably... Uh, but I don't think, I I've, I don't think I've ever seen any of the like, no, I don't multitude of sequels. Maybe uh, the second one. Smileyton in the Discord says, Jurassic Park. I can't remember what age I was, but I was very young and I couldn't get my head around the fact that dinosaurs were fake. I remember having nightmares uh, and seeing dinosaur shadows. You can't imagine kids being scared of Jurassic Park nowadays. It just wouldn't happen. I think people... I have, think if you put a but, five, four or five-year-old in front yeah, of them, maybe. they'd be pretty scared. I think kids are raised with dinosaurs now, though. But back then... Well, and that's because of Jurassic cool. Park. Yeah. yeah, but that's because of Jurassic Park, and it didn't happen before Jurassic Park. Yeah. So a kid of that age watching Jurassic Park you wouldn't didn't have get been as many dinosaur lunchboxes right. and beanbags no. and the whole dinosaur thing and... came because of Jurassic Park. So I, yeah, I can get why people at that age, that time would have been terrified of it. Uh, I like this one from uh, Sam Mulholland in the Discord. He says, "My wife's answer mm. is Alien." She says her parents didn't know what it was when they rented it. <laughs> Just randomly hire a movie called Alien and sit your kids down in front of it. Maybe they thought I it mean, was I mean, you like... were bought, don't you? Partway through yeah. the movie. <laughs> what year was Alien, what, roughly? 1979, maybe? Oh, okay, so it wasn't at the time then, unless his wife's but... really old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, if you say you're sitting watching that as a 10-year-old... I don't think, that, I don't think parents, it's on the kid you... to abort. I think it's no, on, no, that's it's what on I mean. the parents yeah, you, to you abort. You get the... that vibe a few minutes in. Like, yeah. oh, this is this isn't quite the movie. atmospheric and <laughs> yeah. maybe we shouldn't. My kids watch. should not be watching this movie. Again, imagine your kids sitting down watching Alien. <laughs> don't ever let me look after them because I'm going to do some experiments. <laughs> uh, Chris from the Time Shifters podcast says, uh, a movie from 1972 called Gargoyles. Uh, it wasn't as much the movie itself, but it gave me a nightmare at some point that involved the creatures and it has stayed with me even to this day. Wow. Uh, yeah. I don't know that movie, but that's 
Yeah, that's that's the sort of thing we. I mean, he's a, he's attached a, a picture of one of the said gargoyles, and I think I could see why. Oh, really? A uh, a small child may maybe. Oh a bit yeah, no, that is terrifying. <laughs> Even 40, 50 years later, that's terrifying. Uh, Alex in the Discord as saying, "I think it's a boring answer, but I watched The Shining when I was eleven, and it shit me up for days." <laughs> the Shining's never a boring answer to any question. I think I mean, yeah, fine. The Shining as The Shining is terrifying. I uh, watched it on a snow day from school with a friend. Even worse. When we should have been out sledging. Even worse. <laughs> Talking of The Shining briefly. Um, remember we mentioned the Script Apart podcast yes. a few weeks ago when they did their, they had the Daniels on for... Yes. No, they had Mike, Mike Flanagan, Flanagan on for Doctor Sleep. They did a episode on The Shining, but obviously they can't get the scriptwriter for The Shining on because he's dead. Yeah. Um, so they got on the guy, that movie director who's just written a book about The Shining. He directed Coco, used to work for Pixar. Oh, right, yeah. He's just written a book that's $1,500. What a nice. This book is. Um, they had him on, and it's a really fascinating listen. If you've got any interest in listening to the, to knowing more about The Shining, yeah. I would I would check that episode okay. out. It was, it's a, it's an older episode. I think it came out about Christmas time. Um, but yeah. I listened, I actually listened to one of those this week. It was, uh, it was Bob Gale, uh, okay. who wrote uh, Back to the Future. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, I that was really that was interesting. I've listened to a few of them now. I listened to the one about the whale as well. It was I, interesting. It's a really good show. It is. I cannot make a criticism. I, you're going to talk. I know what you're going to say. The, <laughs> you shouldn't be like digging a fellow podcast, pod, podcast host. It comes across as a bit fake. Yeah. I mean, it comes <laughs> is across he as... Is too posh? He's over, I think he's over-prepared. <laughs> Doesn't always I mean, we can't talk in. about people preparing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just don't do any planning whatsoever. Um. I'm, I think I've got used to him and I quite like his style. But yeah, I've, I've not he, listened to many. He over-prepare. He does over-prepare. And he's, he is very posh. And he's just, he's super polite to everybody. But he's going to be. This, this, this guy's doing this podcast on his own. Yeah, you know, and it's great. He's it got an editor, but there's just the two yeah. of them. And how he's, getting, always how he's getting the, such big name he, guys to come on his podcast. I mean, we need to ask him that. It doesn't always feel like it flows as a natural conversation. Yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 but, I agree with that. But it's a great well, show. It's Some a, of the stuff that you get out of it is really interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I, I derailed real talk slightly there. Uh, that's fine. Um, that's pretty much it in the Discord. Okay. Shall I go? Yes. Uh, I The first movie as a whole that's brought to mind was definitely, I think, I, I you know, I don't know, I, I don't know the reason I would have seen this early or too young or if it was just a, a, I snuck in yeah. or I was alone at some point and it was just on. But it's, it's Hellraiser. Oh wow! Wow! I hate that thing. Yes, that's yeah. I hate Pinhead. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, or if we're going for specific moments, it's it's that bit in the never-ending story where that horse drowns in the. Oh wow! Yes, in the mud and the quicksand. I get that. I, I hate that. That, that. that bit was horrid. <laughs> yeah, I completely get that. <laughs> that's tra- that. That shit is traumatizing. Traumatizing. Never, never ridden a horse since. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> that was it. Still got off on that day. <laughs> never been on. Yeah. Never been back on one. Wow, good answer. Yeah. How about you? I struggle with this. Um, <laughs> I remember because you're unscarable. Yeah, I think it might be. No, I'm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I just tell you a quick story about my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Always. He will hate me for telling this story on here. Um, when my brother was really young, he was terrified of Postman Pat. Okay. <laughs> literally like would run up the stairs famous anti-kid character yeah Yeah. there's an episode of postman pat where postman pat falls out of a tree okay and it terror for some reason just struck a chord with my brother and he is absolutely terrified of it and he used to run up to run up to the top of the stairs and just cry (laughs) brilliant (laughs) and it's just i I always remember him my my mum and me still take the mickey out of him sometimes for it but yeah, I just thought I'd tell I that. Just I've never told him, that story anywhere I, before. I could just imagine a small version of your brother sort of sitting on his bed rocking. He wasn't any smaller. He's, but, that's because oh, he is okay, now. <laughs> rocking, <laughs> rocking backwards and forwards, humming Postman yeah, Pat theme tune to himself what he does. and crying. And... He, does. he still doesn't really like it now. He yeah. doesn't let his daughter watch it. <laughs> just in case. In case it's hereditary. Yeah, it could be. Um, I don't... I remember... <laughs> the first time I ever went to the cinema... I remember refusing to go in because it was too dark in there. Okay. And I was absolutely terrified. It's big, isn't it? It's big, it's scary. It's a big, scary, dark room. Yeah. I was absolutely terrified. Did you know what the movie that I was going to see was? Uh, American Tale or something like that. Care Bears. Oh, well, well it's animated. <laughs> um, the, the scariest movie I've never seen is the Care Bears movie. 
Oh, you just... I just you, flatly refused to go in. You, I, I think I was like five. You refused I, I remember it. I remember just being absolutely terrified of going into this dark room. And and I've never seen it since, I don't think. Oh, man. But yeah, I remember being terrified of that. I watched Carrie when I was 12. Okay. Um, Carrie isn't that scary, but that scene right at the end where the hand comes out of the wall. Sure. It's pretty, pretty terrifying. Why did, you, why did you watch that when you were 12? Can you remember? I had recently watched Stand By Me, I think. Okay. And I was just... I want to watch another Stephen King film. The start of the Stephen King. Stand By Me was the first Stephen King thing I ever ingested into myself. Okay, right. Um, And then after, from that point on, I was just trying to get as much of it into my body as I could. Fine. They're they're obviously very different movies. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Yeah, and Carrie was the first Stephen King book I read because I'd watched the movie. Got you. But Stand By Me was the first film I saw, I think. But yeah, the Care Bears movie is terrifying. Man. (laughs) Weird, isn't it? That's good. Have we got anything else to do on this show? Uh, I don't think so. You know what we didn't uh, do at the beginning? What was that? We talk about last week's film. No, we didn't. We could do that briefly. Let's briefly do that. Uh, last week, the movie we watched uh, was... What was it? Dangerous Lies. <laughs> Dangerous Lies. The easily forgettable Dangerous Lies. Uh, which was just... It was just really shit. Yeah, it was boring. And it made no sense. Nothing, no. any, nothing, no action anyone took in that movie made sense. No, there was no human. It, it was your standard sort of TV movie of the week, and it ranked one off. So it was one off the bottom in our current stream. It table, is isn't one it? off the bottom in our current stream. So table. Was it twentieth out of twenty-one? I yeah, think. we're getting right near the end of this season. Yeah, yeah, we can put twenty-two in this week. Yeah, just a few movies left, and uh, yeah. on Thursday, come back to this very stream, and we will talk about the Bridge Curse. Will we talk about the Bridge Curse? We will talk about. We will try. We will try and to talk, talk about the Bridge Curse. About the Bridge Curse, which is a very, I think. It's got to be right down there in terms of most bottom of the stream movies yeah. we have seen. There is very little information uh, or facts out there on this movie. No. And, I mean, we'll talk about more on Thursday, but I found this incredibly difficult to make notes on. Uh, it, was, it was the hardest film we've ever done, I think, to make notes on. And that is that is not a reflection on what I thought of the film. No. But there are several reasons why this was very difficult it's, to make notes on. It's a on. Taiwanese ghost story. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's complicated. But those sort of episodes always make the, f- uh, those sort of films always make the best episodes. It's so going to be absolute I chaos. I think we're going to have a ball with it. It's, it is going to be chaos. I've got barely any notes. <laughs> we're going to go from as much memory as we can get. <laughs> Even on IMDb, the cast don't have any names. That, as the um, character names are not on, on IMDb. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have some fun with, we have to make up nicknames for everybody, isn't it? Because they don't have names. I'm, I'm bored. Um, yeah, so, they're not good nicknames, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. So yeah, come back on Thursday and we will talk to you about Taiwanese horror movie, The Bridge Curse. Cheers. Bye. Bye.